falling back and taking a back seat to Venus's success. Berg, I think mm-hmm. you had a stat, uh, the internet up. But they have she has fourteen majors as a in doubles competition too, right? With her sister. Yep. So yep. if you want to yep. go to teams, it is her because you want to go to team uh, route. She has fourteen championships in it, <laughs> and then twenty three yep. more right. by herself. <laughs> so yeah, all hail the queen. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I'm Tavares Ferguson, joined with my co-hosts, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Quite a bit, actually. Uh, So let me just get into it. First off, rap wrapped up. I don't know if uh, any of the listeners have checked that out on HBO Max. It's Issa Rae's new show uh, from uh, that started Insecure. It was a good show. I, I still think the rap group is based on uh, City Girls. A lot of similarities, but very, very good show. I think it was probably only one kind of mid-episode that was kind of like lame. But the other eight, because I think it's nine episodes total, were good. So check that out if you haven't. Huge sports day today for someone like me. Uh, after we get re- done recording, I'm ready to go check out Coco Golf in the U.S. Open. Uh, Florida State plays tonight. And then there's a, a heavyweight uh, boxing match tonight as well. And speaking of sports, Serena. I don't think I've ever watched that much tennis in one week than I have this past week. And Ferg, I know you and Scott checked out uh, what potentially is her last match. But my biggest failure is not seeing that woman play live and in person. And if for some reason she comes back next year because her interview kind of left it open, if she comes back next year, I'm there. I'm going. But uh, it was great watching her uh, play and, and just all the love. I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think a black athlete, singular athlete, has ever gotten unanimous praise like that in an arena like she has. Like Jordan, yeah, but, you know, he it was, his, it was him and his team. Uh, at a boxing match, it's always people that's going for the other person as well. Everybody in that arena, other than the immediate family of her opponent, was rooting for her. And I don't, I'm not sure. I've even, <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen that before. Man. I haven't seen that from any athlete. Yeah. White or black. <laughs> well, well I, I guess I guess maybe back in the day when, you know, Jack Johnson was boxing and like the, the entire audience was white. Right. Yeah, yeah. So maybe then. But other than that, like. Yeah, I, you haven't seen it in current history. That was cool, man. That's all I got, though. It was it was great watching her. Yeah, I'm not going to let the Serena thing go. I mean, the whole thing about that is while I was watching her her match, what was it, Tuesday night? Was that, was that Tuesday? Yeah, she played Tuesday, then doubles mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and then her other match on Thursday. Okay. So... While I was watching that match and praying to the gods that Serena pulled it off, it made me realize kind of what you were saying, Buff, you know, that you want to see her. And it's just in that moment, I'm sitting there thinking these are once in a lifetime moments like it's. I don't think there'll ever be another Serena, you know, and then I start thinking about just greatness period as we lose greats in sports entertainment and just anything recognizing that I guess the rarity of of their greatness and making me want to take time to appreciate greatness more so I think about the greats that we've lost you know we're all like man I wish I would have went to a Prince concert a Michael Jackson concert you know, if I would have been able to see Jordan play in his prime and all that stuff. And Serena was so her story is so captivating just because just like I mentioned, Jordan and even Brady and LeBron, those are team sports. Brady's last Super Bowl. Um, he won, but the team pulled together and galvanized that win. like he did enough 
to manage the game, not to lose. And I'm not trying to take anything away from what I'm saying is somebody like Serena. It's all or nothing. Mm -hmm. They say leave it on the court. You know, you can go score 60 points in your last game and still lose. Right. It's all or nothing when it comes to sports like boxing. On individual sports. Yeah. yeah, Individual sports is way different. And so it's just in watching that, I just in that moment, and I I wish I would have gave her flowers earlier because you say it all the time, but like she's probably the goat and it's it's all or nothing. Just that individual. It's it's me and you. Um, I don't get any help. The refs can't save me. The my teammate can't pull me out the funk. You know, Kyrie can't hit the winning basket. Ferg, you might remember this. You remember when we ran track? Uh, what was it, Coach King? He was uh-huh. talking greasy about football. He was like, "Everybody think football is so tough, but you get yeah. you get tired and you get a substitute. You out there on track." Can't nobody substitute for you. You got to run and finish that race. I thought about that. Like that girl, one of those matches was like three hours. That's a 40, Mm -hmm. almost 41 year old woman going back and forth, hustling for three hours. Ain't no timeout. Ain't no sub me in real quick for a few plays. It's just her. Man, it was crazy. All eyes on you. You got to dig down and, you know, and not even just 41. Since 1998, she's been doing that. Like, yep. it's just being that young and pulling it together. What's the record? She's the only player to have won a, a match in her teens, her 20s, her 30s, and her 40s. Something like that. Yeah. I don't it, know the exact. That's crazy. Like, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that's crazy. So, all right. I don't want to hold up the whole day talking about Serena, but we could. Mm-hmm. And I think, once again, we talked about Sky. And we all have daughters and stuff. It just, it was, she's just a great example of what the sky being the limit for women. And, you know, there's, there's, there's no, like I said, we can talk about her being the GOAT, not best female athlete, best tennis player. Like, when you think about those accomplishments, she's a GOAT. And, uh, that's that's saying a lot. So, black women, this this is for you. You deserve all the praise and all the smiles. That think about Serena, thinking about Serena and Venus uh, over the last few days, last few weeks brings you. You know, as as inspiring as she is to us, this is for y'all. We can't. I'm not gonna try to take it. I'm not gonna try to steal your thunder, steal your glory. Black girl magic, black queen, all that good stuff. This is for you guys. You deserve it. Definitely. I'll probably save oh. some ignorant later. That's probably gonna get me get pissed them off again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the good side right now. We'll see. Hey, so, we'll see. Uh, all I got, man. Um, Lord of the Rings drop this weekend, and uh, it is really good. So they dropped two episodes to start off the season or the series, uh, and it's really setting up to be epic uh the the cinematography in it is beautiful you can tell they use like ultra 4k type of uh cameras on it and stuff i mean it's the it's the cleanest that i've seen any type of um shows recently so um i'm super excited about seeing middle earth and and the larger token area um and and just being able to kind of explore it because they are not just looking at Middle Earth in there. So, um, oh, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. So, and it was funny. Who who's over Amazon? Um, dang, what's his name? The the owner. Come on, Jeff. Or whatever. Bezos. Yeah, Bezos. So yeah, his son's like a huge Tolkien fan, and uh, he basically went up to Jeff Bezos and was like, "Don't f- this up." So. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Must be nice, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be able to walk into a billionaire like that. So, so but yeah, go ahead. Do you tell me uh, this Lord of the Rings or the House of Dragons? What do you have your money on? What do you think is going to be a bigger success? Who's going to do it better? <sighs> I, I hate to say it. I think House of the Dragons is going to be a bit bigger success because HBO and HBO Max has a bigger following and, and a bigger like, you know, just distribution network. 
uh, whereas Amazon Prime, a lot of people don't watch Prime Video very much or, or okay. don't go to that. But I, I think from a quality of show, I do think Lord of the Rings is going to be a better show. Unfortunately, I mean, it, it's George R. R. Martin and his stuff is great, but Martin is very pigeonholed in his he he creates worlds off of off of his dome just like there's not a lot of strategy to it and that's why people just randomly die right he's just like oh i want to kill this person today and i feel like he's going to do that and he kills people for shock value and a lot of times it really doesn't make sense he'll build up build up build up you'll be expecting something from the character and then boom that character dies you talked about that last week Ferg, right and and that's martin's kind of how he does it tolkien on the other hand has an idea or story arc from it so his stuff is a little bit better and you've got you've got freedom from the writers because Tolkien's dead right so you almost don't have the George R.R. Martin in the writer's room saying I want to do this I want to do that I want to do this that you have the writers that can actually build out the story from front to end um and that can be good or bad right because we saw at the end of game of thrones they screwed that up when they didn't have source material from george rr R. martin so we'll we'll see but i trust the, uh, the writers on uh, lord of the rings and i think they really have an appreciation for everything that's happening there so you know some of the characters that everybody remembers from lord of the rings elrond and and, and the the elves and stuff they're there and so I think it's just going to be really cool to kind of see them grow up in their younger days because it's set like 400, 500 years before, um, you know, um, what is the it? Hobbit. The Hobbit. So, yeah. And just seeing Sauron kind of grow and become Sauron that we know. So, Uh-oh. yeah, it's, it's just going to be awesome, man. Start. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So, only well, other thing, man, I had. Um, did you guys see the video of the shoddy that she had a guy take her on a date and he spent like a thousand dollars on the date and then had her ex-boyfriend pick her up at the end of the date she had her ex-boyfriend pick her up yeah <laughs> but i don't blame her though i really don't that, that's that's why i brought it up i really don't blame her i'm blame the sabu dude that took her out on a first date and spent a thousand dollars i'm sorry but bruh that you need to be taking them on coffee. You need to be taking them to Applebee's or something on a first date. Uh, this idea of spending $300, $400, dollars on your first date is just stupid to me. Uh, so, gentlemen out there, y'all need to uh, kind of learn that lesson. And ladies, don't be expecting these these huge dates on a first date. Go to a coffee. Go to something like that. Screw that. Know your worth, queens. <laughs> I guess I, I feel like that's the reason, right? Is that the reason? Is it that it's his expect? He's setting the bar too high, or her expectations are too high. What? What? It, it's it's because I just don't understand why that. Or now, I mean, if she had her ex boyfriend pick her up after the date, I don't <laughs> think her expectations were that high. Yeah, I, because it, obviously that didn't blow her away. Well, I mean, did she expect to go on a thousand dollar date? Like, is this to date me? You need this. This is how. Only, you know, if you're not doing this, you're not getting my hair done mm-hmm. and all this stuff before we go on our date, then you can't date me. I ain't date, date no broke nigga. I, I doubt that. You know, we, we, we have to make assumptions here, but I doubt that because if she did have that expectation, he was he was actually doing that expectation. I doubt she'd have the guy, her ex-boyfriend pick her up from the date because at that point, more than likely, she wants to continue and at least milk him for that money after. Oh, and by the way, ladies, I'm not trying to put on y'all. He's stupid. <laughs> yeah, he's stupid. <laughs> yeah. So but that's all I got, man. I just wanted to bring those up. I did see a story about a guy that lost his fingers. The video, the guy was like, uh, he lost a couple fingers on his hand. He was like, Doc, am I going to be able to use my hand? He was like, um, I can't be-, be sure, but I wouldn't count on it. Yeah. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Oh, the Wells Fargo thing. One other thing that I did want to talk about is uh, the Wells Fargo uh, loan that they're doing right now for uh, Black and Hispanic communities. So I've heard all this swirl around it, a bunch of false assumptions and all of that. So I wanted to kind of break that down uh, for you guys. So Wells Fargo announced a new loan that they're going to be doing that they're not going to use credit score 
for uh, underwriting on it. What they're going to use is your rental history, your car note history, things like that uh, to be able to set, show that you can make the payment on it. So by them removing that credit score requirement, what they're able to do is do 100% financing inside of those communities. They're using a grant that they already give everybody else because I heard everybody else is, why just the black communities? Why just the Hispanic communities? Why not give it to black people that are trying to move to you know the suburbs and that type of stuff? It's because they're trying to reinvest into those poor low to moderate income areas. It's because they're trying to make up for, I mean, let's be granted, they've had a bunch of findings on them, um, you know, doing things to black and Hispanic people and all of that. And so they're trying to make up for it. And this is a way for them to do it and very, and be very targeted. They're only piloting it in a few uh, cities anyway, but what they're trying to do is be able to give you hundred percent financing. They're going to give you a 15 to $25,000 grant um, that they already have for your down payment piece. So you will have equity in the house already. So that's one of the things everybody was whining about. You already, you are going to have equity in the house because the grant, you don't have to pay back. They're not financing the entire hundred percent of the loan. They're only financing what's left over. Um, they're not using credit scores. That's why. It, and, and it's not limited to black or uh, Hispanic people that can get the loan. It's limited to black and Hispanic communities and anybody. They can't even ask you your race on the application. Uh, and uh, and so anybody can move into those communities. So if our black and Hispanic people don't take advantage of this loan, guess what? And guess who is? It's going to get a, some gentrification going on. You're going to have some white people coming in, taking over that. And then you're going to be complaining that all the white people are moving into the community. So it's to promote home ownership for people uh, in those areas that will actually take care of those homes and, and own them as, a, as their own so that they can create generational wealth in that community. So it's a community reinvestment thing. It's not necessarily a black thing or a white thing. So I just wanted to put that all out there uh, and and get dispel some of the myths. I heard a couple of myths about people talking about it's going to be adjustable rate. They haven't even announced the rates on it yet. So you don't know if it's going to be adjustable or variable. Uh, and just like uh, I talked about the last couple of ep- a couple episodes ago, adjustable rates right now isn't a bad thing. Even if it was an adjustable rate, you can refinance it into a, um, you know, a, a fixed rate in the next three to five years, uh, which would actually still help you. And now you own your house. You got that grant. You have equity in the house. So there's so much benefit to this program uh, that I don't, even if there are some downsides to it, which there's always some, this is a huge, huge program. It's going to be great for those communities, for ownership in those communities. So um, I just want to get off my soapbox with it. But you guys got any questions on it or anything you want me to talk through? Do you know the cities offhand that they're uh, doing this in? Because they're doing it in a limited amount of cities right now. Yeah, I think there's like five or six. I want to say I remember Boston being one, Chicago being one, D.C. being one. Um, But I can't remember the others. I think Atlanta was on the list, too, if I remember right. They're like L.A. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like five or six cities. Yeah. So but that that's all I got, man. I just want to talk through that one. Um, I was watching. I was looking at Facebook today, uh, today or over the last few days, and I realized, I, you know what really hurts my heart? Have you do you ever get those posts where it says, like, "Let me know when you see it," or they'll have like oh, a video yeah. or something <laughs> or something like that, or it'll be a picture or something, and you're like, "Well, I don't know about y'all. I'll be sitting like, what the hell is going on." Yeah, I go straight I'll to see, the comments. Yeah, I'm seeing it like I'll be trying to figure it out because I'll wait for a little while. I'm like, okay, okay, they got Thanos on there, and it'd be just random. It'd be just random stuff. What was one other day? Um, what was it? Oh, I think it was had, had like Aladdin or something like that. And I'm like, okay, is a, a Aladdin throwing up gang signs? Am I missing something or you know, like what's going on? I'm sitting there, I'm making stuff up in my head trying to figure it out. And it just and it's you go to the comments you're like oh really nigga that's that that's what it was would have never figured it out so I don't know if it's just me but those things are starting to get on my nerves because it's just too much pressure to figure out I I, I I judge my intelligence off of those posts I feel like am I getting old am I not, am I not as quick as I used to be those posts just do me in man so I I, I just want to say stop making those posts if you do I'm gonna start uh, unfollowing you. Just throwing Buff, it out there. You know you got to make a couple of those posts next week, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I be sitting there just like, what the hell's going on? Is it just uh, me? 
I try for a minute or two, but then like Rosy, I just just go to the comments. The answer is always there. Yeah, you'll never get this one. <laughs> Only thirty-seven percent of the audience gets this. And you're like what? Um, also, FAMU's playing today. Um, we we'll play Jackson State. So our for me, I feel like our season's just really beginning, and I'm hoping that we um, we'll come out come out with a W. Nothing against Jackson State. I mean, both schools are going through a lot of stuff right now. Um, so, and speaking of that, my my heart goes out to the people in Jackson with the water crisis. That's a whole nother thing where they're they're looking like Flint, Michigan, where they can't get suitable potable water. And I hate always making things about black and white, but they are. It's a it's a capital of Mississippi, and it's eighty percent black, but they haven't had water in over a week, and and it's just this this just doesn't happen other places, and it's not just a one off like something that they have bad pipes, they have everything's just wrong, so it's going to take time to fix and get things corrected the right way. They might find a a stopgap or a, a short fix, but it's not going to be anything that's going to correct it. If they do, because Flint still is dealing with water problems. So I don't know, man. That's just disheartening to be in 2022 and think that people can't drink water. Students have gone home. Uh, the hospitals, everybody's suffering. There's no bottled water. So my hearts and prayers to the families out there. Schools are shutting down, all that stuff. So it's crazy. Definitely, man. So, and I, I just, you know, we've dealt with these water crises before. Like you talk about Flint, Michigan and, and, and everything. It's like the, the leadership not maintaining the stuff uh, in any city, right? It's just, it's horrible. But at the same time, I I understand trying to have a budget and trying to manage a budget. And sometimes maintenance goes out of the window when you're trying to handle the fires that are happening right now from a leadership perspective. So, again, going back to all these and a lot of these Republican led areas, but just areas in general that want to fight taxes, want to fight tax increases, want to fight all of that. Just understand it's expensive to run a city, to run all these public works and public services that you really talk about. Uh, and so just understand that if you want it to be right, then you got to be ready to pay some extra taxes too. Uh, and that's that. And, and, and to be able to help your fellow man, sometimes it's, Hey, you got to pay County taxes and the County is going to be helping somebody that's not your immediate area. Uh, and so just being, uh, you know, open to making sure that all of the people are taken care of is a big deal. So, you know, get out of your own way and make sure that you're thinking through what you can do for everybody, not just yourself. Stop being selfish. And buff, nothing on it. Uh, I'll just let the listeners know we actually posted a link on ways to help the people in Jackson. Uh, we're not vouching for any one particular organization. The link we posted lists several organizations that are helping out. So just vet them to the best of your ability. But the overall point is just to give if you can. So um, go to that link. I'll probably post it again on Three Brothers in No Sense, Facebook and Twitter. And uh, if you're interested in helping, please do. They're talking about it's going to cost probably over a billion dollars to completely fix that uh, water treatment facility the way it needs to be fixed. Uh, and to Rosie's point, I agree, but I also slightly disagree. Yeah, you can't fight tax increases sometimes, but too many cities and leadership people misuse the money that they have. And so it's like... Definitely agree there, yeah. As, at some point, you have to take a stand and say, okay, I don't mind paying more, but what are you doing with the money you have now? Like, for instance, they got $75 million in the infrastructure bill. Nobody knows where that money is. For Mississippi, and they're supposed to get another four hundred and twenty-nine million dollars in a bill that Congress passed last year. So that's the type of stuff that needs to be paid attention to. Inexcusable for the so-called richest country. I'm on a damn soapbox now. The so-called richest country <laughs> in the world to have a city that can't even provide 
these people being told to shower with their mouths closed. That's, that's capital city. It's fucking ridiculous. It, it's 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 ridiculous. And I mean, I, I could go on just like we, we said with Serena. I could go on, but yeah, it's it's messed up. So just help out if you can. All righty. Well, um, do we want Sophie to save us today or we want to just go into it? <laughs> I feel like the damage is done. Yeah, let's just go. Let's just go. Let's just All go. right. Who's up first? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, I don't know. I, I, last week, so I'll go last. Okay. Go ahead, Buff. Okay. You got it. Uh, okay. Um, so, Rozzy, Rozzy, I'm going to use him to start this question. Rozzy has routinely said, even recently, that single people cannot give him advice on relationships. And so my question kind of surrounds that. Does the messenger matter if the message is correct? Because, like, several months ago, Kim Kardashian came out and told women that are in business to get your fucking ass up and work. Nobody wants to work these days. And coming from someone that most people universally feel like got famous for getting piped down on a video, you know, a lot of people were kind of like, who is this heifer to tell us we're not willing to work when she's one of the laziest in the world and just famous for being famous? I don't want to debate that. I actually do think Kim Kardashian, I think she does put in the work, but that's a different topic. Let's just take let's just take it for what many people were calling her for and saying that she is lazy. Is what she said, is there some merit to that? And does that message get lost because of the messenger? Overall, my question is, can a good message come from a bad messenger? Or once the messenger is bad, is the message completely lost in your opinion? You wanna go first, Ferg, or you want me? Yeah. Like can OJ I mean, tell you you shouldn't why. be hitting on Z? Can OJ tell you you shouldn't hit Z? Because you shouldn't hit yeah. Z, but it's coming from OJ. Yeah, I mean, because you just never, yeah, you just never know what people have learned over time. Being in, you know, think about like coaching. Like you have people who coach that can never play the game. And it's they understand they put in the time or and sometimes the time just comes with experience. You know, um, I remember just growing up and sitting down with like some of my uncles and like them just now all their messages weren't good, but them just saying, you know, some of the things and the the I think good characters characteristics of being a man, you know, being hardworking and dedicated to your family, even though I see you like you, you trash. But you know, like, you know, like, and I say it all the time. There's the me I want to be and me who I am. And so I can always kind of still tell you what you need to do. I can tell you how to live a healthy life. Like somebody on 600 pound life can tell you how to live a healthy life. They might be researching how to diet. They might be researching the best meal plans. I just can't. They just can't do it themselves. Doesn't mean it. Um... I think you look at the source and you try to figure it out and you either you can just block it out if you want, or you can kind of take it in, uh, decipher it and use it, use it how you want. I think we're just getting our feelings too much. I think that's probably what it is. You it's not only that the source it's, you can't tell me anything. I think it's more than just, I'm not listening to this person because they have it. It's like, you can't tell me anything the same way men can't tell women how to be women. Men can't I mean women can't tell men how to be men. White people can't tell any black people about the black struggle. You know, like it's if you don't check these boxes, you don't have a place on this message. You can't you can't say anything. And the thing about it is that's why we're probably where we're at is the messenger is still the, me- the same person, right? It's you know, you can't tell me anything. A single person might not be able to tell me anything about dating. This was the whole Kevin Samuels thing. 
you know well he's not married how can he tell people about uh dating well marriage and dating are two different things he's telling you what single men are looking for because he talks to a bunch of single men but you don't want to hear it i've been out the game for 13 years i can't tell you what single men are wanting in these streets to saying well i can give you an idea and i can tell you some of the things that helped me in my marriage but i can't tell you you know what it's like now that you know black men are in a certain status black women are a certain status the the way things look the, the dating scene now that ain't my that ain't my world so yes yeah so I, and no no it, it, a little bit of pushback but at the same time i, I want to kind of defend or clarify like because you guys I like know I, I i i do t- i do sound bites and i do a lot of things that are kind of like hey here's the thing right like when i say you can't i i don't take a relationship advice or i don't take marriage advice from single people those types of things there the messenger does 100 matter right there's a big difference of somebody who had this super awesome successful marriage and something happened you know my situation they're widowed and they're single now and they can talk about what worked i can even see somebody that had a crappy marriage right and they're like well here's the downfalls that i went through like furry like you said you know hey my my marriage failed because of this because of infidelity because i wasn't paying attention i'm cool with that it's like the but the, the message that they're delivering is very different than saying all women should do this or women should do that or guys want this and making these blanket statements and stuff when they when i don't see that they can have a functioning relationship right like if they can't communicate if they can't do it correctly then you come and try to tell me how to do it correctly and something's wrong. You can tell me your cautionary tales. You can tell me what you did wrong, right? If if that's what I saw, like you guys were in this tumultuous relationship and you're you're sharing what caused it to be, um, you know, tumultuous. But for you to tell me what a, a healthy relationship looks like when you haven't had a healthy relationship, you know, I just don't like people giving you strategy, giving you the, 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 the tertiary type of, Oh, here's what it should be like, but they can't tactically do it or even tell you how to tactically do it. That's the difference for me. So that's why I, you know, I'm 100% on that whole. Well, if you're single, you can't really tell me just like Ferg, you said, if you're in a relationship right now, you can't really tell me about dating right now. You can tell me about dating 15 years ago, but that's totally different, right? So that's really why I kind of, I lean towards that sound bite more so, but there's nuance in everything. You guys know I love living in the gray and everything. And so, yeah, there's going to be times that that messenger can give me something and I'm going to take from that something. But in whole, in general, in general, I, I don't want to see that. I'm, I'm not going to. And so Kim Kardashian saying, get off your butt. One, she's not an expert in it, right? It, it's just her kind of saying her experience um, because that's not really what's happening. People are, people want to work. People want to work, but they want to feel valued, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the experts tell us that it's not that people don't want to work. It's that they don't want to work for a wage that doesn't make sense for them to come to work, right? They want to come to work and be able to work a single job and go and do other things. They want work-life balance. They want to be able to feel valued at that organization. They want to be able to come to work and go home and not have to worry about the job when they go home. They want to be able to, and a lot of families today have saw, saw that, oh, I can do it off of one household income, right? Me and my spouse, me and my significant other, one of us can work and I can stay home and we're only... less a month after I look at all the expenses that me going to work causes because that's what I think a lot of folks don't understand like here in Birmingham if you work in Birmingham City there's a 5% tax on just working in the city it's a city employment tax so if I stay home that's 5% that we don't have to pay that's you know that's less money that's less commute time I don't have to worry about after school care for the kids I don't like there's so much that goes into a decision of whether you want to work or not other than just I feel like going to work because I think it wasn't you far to say it nobody wants to go to work nobody wakes up like oh I want to go to work so that that argument is asinine in itself because nobody wants to work it's just I need to see the value of me going to work and $10 an hour even $12 an hour might not be enough value for me to come to your job so Kim Kardashian any of those folks that are saying that people don't want to work again kill yourself like that it, it that's wrong 
Let me stop saying that because I don't want to. It was more shocking way back in the day. Yeah, it was more shocking last week. So you know, but forget that mentality, or 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 I hate that mentality that people are saying people don't want to work because people want to work, people want to live, people want to provide for their families. It's not that they won't don't want to work; they will work, but you have to actually give them something that actually is going to add value to their life. And just coming in and slaving away isn't enough these days. Oh, I'm going to push back to your pushback a little bit. <laughs> um, I don't think it's... I think it's just always the source. Because you were talking about somebody who's been married. 50% of marriages in a divorce, right? Mm-hmm. So if you had 10 married people giving you advice, five of them are probably going to give you some bad advice. <laughs> you know, they're basing it off their life experience, their marriage. So it's not that, oh, because you played this game that you're more knowledgeable. It might be somebody who's waiting to get married, who takes marriage and relationships very seriously, who have watched from afar, maybe their parents, their friends. They listen to Three Brothers No Sense and they're picking up nuggets of knowledge. Three Brothers No Sense. <laughs> and. And so they're they're learning. I think it's we always have to consider the source and the source for what it's worth. So they might be able to give you some good pointers on certain things about navigating it. But also it might be they might be able to talk about A, B and C, but they might be able to talk about one, two, three. Because I think about like my parents growing up, my mom and dad were able to give me certain advice. But there's certain things they couldn't tell me or like I thought they couldn't tell me. You know, even when it came to my dad on marriage and stuff, because he he's had he had challenges with his relationship. But when I kind of humbled myself and listened a little more, it was some of the things he was telling me. Sometimes it's not what to do is what not to do. I think Buff was saying mm-hmm. that sometimes it's like it's I can't tell you what to do, but I'm going to tell you what not to do. You know, um, and so those are things that you you can pick up on, but it's always a source and how how willing you are to take that information, process it and make it fit for you. And if it doesn't fit for you, then just discard it. But don't put a wall up just because Rizzy's single and never been married. And he can't tell me about being married. OK, you're right. Go listen to your married sister over there who's about to get a divorce next week. You know, like that's what I'm saying. Like you have to consider the source. Yeah. So there are pl- there are plenty of examples. There are plenty of examples of uh, good messages coming from so-called bad people. If you want to look at it that way, like the first people we go to when we want to try to talk to the youth about not joining gangs or former gang members. Uh, my dad, mm-hmm. who I have routinely on this show said was a flawed person. The one thing he constantly told me was to be better than him. Because he knew, you know, some of the things he was doing he shouldn't be doing. And he didn't have the discipline to, I guess, prevent himself from doing it. But he knew and he would tell me, you know, be better than me. There's a scene on uh, Chris Rock's movie, uh, I Think I Love My Wife. I think it's Steve Buscemi's character who is like a, a, a hound. Like he smashes all the chicks in the office. And Chris Rock's character is thinking about smashing, uh, I think her name is Nikki True in the movie. And he's like, man, what are you doing? You messing up. And Chris Rock is like blown. Like he thought the one person that would encourage him to do it would be him. And he's like, nah, I know how to smash chicks and go home and and, and, and not think about them. You, on the other hand, you messing up because you're going to catch feelings for it and all that type of stuff. Uh, I think today in general, I think you can tear down anybody because nobody is perfect. You can find anybody's flaws, use it against them and help tear down their their message. I feel like today, if people want, because I've seen people try to do it now, if Martin Luther King were alive today, doing what he was doing back then, they would use, you know, his sleeping around with women against him and try to tear down his message. Like, why are you guys listening to him? And I also think that when it comes to receiving that message, it's more so whether or not you're ready to receive it. Because if you're not ready to receive it, you're going to tear down that message. You look at Steve Harvey and um, was it Think Like a Man, whatever it was, right? A lot of women were listening to him, ignoring the fact that what he's on, his third or fourth marriage now, and he's telling people how to Mm -hmm. get married and stay married. Yet, as Ferg brought up Kevin Samuels, one of their number one knocks on him was, well, 
he he has two failed marriages, so why should I listen to him? Well, you listen to this dude who's telling you what you wanted to hear and, and, and was delivering his message in a much more nicer tone. You listen to him despite his three failed marriages, but you don't like this other one's tone. So it's just a matter of if you were re- ready to receive it. Uh, but I think you guys both made great points. The coach analogy is great. Phil Jackson was like was like a bench player, one of the greatest yeah. coaches mm-hmm. ever. So yeah. you know what you just said, ready to receive the message. I'm, I'm gonna bring it closer to home. Kids and parents. Most kids see, you know, even they love their parents. Their parents and their eyes fall short of what they want. You know, like I'm gonna be this rock star. My life's gonna be so awesome. Yada yada yada. And your parents are giving you nuggets that you're not ready to receive. You know, I remember don't not trying to work too early. Like you got the rest of your life to work, you know, not trying to date and be so like they're they're telling you things. But in your mind, because they don't have the life that you want, they're not a viable source. And I think that happens for most people. It's. Because in our mind, we make you're not ready to receive the message because in your mind, you're, you're on a whole nother level. You want something different. And a lot of times we don't really know what we want. Um, so I take all that those messages, filter them, keep moving on. Rizy is on you. Cool. Well, I I know we talked about Serena at the beginning of the, um, the show, and I, I think we've actually had this conversation. But again, for the Inspire You on Air folks, I know uh, this will be the first time you guys are hearing it, but um, I just want to ask, is Serena the goat of goats? And if not, because I've, I've seen these conversations bantering back and forth on Facebook and everybody and everybody talks about her and is she the goat of goats and and you know if not um why or why not and and who do you think is kind of that that pinnacle of goatness right we we know people can say oh they're the goat female athlete or they're the goat in tennis or the goat in you know you know tigers the goat of golf so I, I think when we talk about putting those all those folks in there, who is that kind of greatest athlete of all time? Uh, I think if you're going to say Serena is the goat of goats, you you first if if you're that person that believes that, you first have to make the case why she's the goat of tennis because there are male tennis players that have more major championships than she does. There's a female tennis player that has mm-hmm. one more major championship. One more than she does. So you, I think you would first have to make that argument why she's the greatest tennis player of all time. And then you can get into uh, individual sports versus team sports and things like that. Uh, You know what? I I, want to think a little bit more on it. I will say she's on the Mount Rushmore of goats. I think that's I think that's probably fair to say. Even if you want to put the woman that's ahead of her on it as well, but I I think when I think the person that's ahead of her that has 24 majors, I, I forget what time frame that was, but I just truly believe that today's athlete is more athletic, quicker, stronger. They train better, they train longer. Like uh, you guys know, I'm a big boxing fan, and we always say, or or not even boxing, we can take it baseball. Like people have said, why isn't why is or isn't Babe Ruth the greatest of all time? And, you know, he had all these home runs. He did to take nothing away from him. But he also was playing against people who were part-time lawyers, shoe salesmen. Baseball was <laughs> right, not right. their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus. Yeah. Pitch, pitching was topping out at like 96. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah, you know was throwing 100, 100 mile per hour fastball. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that would be my argument for placing Serena over. Um, I, I, I hate to keep saying that woman, but I forgot I forgot her name. I forget her name. Who, who is Margaret that? Court. There you go. From yeah. Australia. Holds the overall yeah. record Small. for the most Grand Slam tennis titles. One with 64 in total between 1960 and 1975, of which 25 are singles titles. 1960? 1960 to 1975. So she did it for 15 years. 
See, she probably one of these playing against black athletes. So, I'll, so I'm gonna say I don't count. I don't, I don't count nobody on the goat that didn't have to play against black people. Exactly. Just, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Listen, it takes nothing away from what she did. She can only play in her era, in her time, and and the rules that were there. But that's that would be why I would put Serena over her and elevate her to the goat of all goats conversation. Now, whether she's number one, that's a debate that I'm willing to have. I can't 100% say right now at this moment, but she's definitely at least on the Mount Rushmore. Um, I'm with you, Buff. Um, when it comes to uh, Serena and Margaret Court, she won by one. Um, I'm not going to even go the talent was different because if she had the sports science and sports medicine and stuff of today, would she be able to compete? Like it's, you know, when people look at like a Jesse Owens records and stuff like that, and just saying how much faster some of these athletes are today, it's what would he have done if he had these, these shoes and all these other things and the same training that Usain Bolt and Carl Lewis or any of these great athletes have had but when it comes to just her accomplishments and what I'll call the Mamba mentality because we never question Kobe's mentality like it's to grow up when she grew up to come from Compton California when there weren't any black female tennis stars. Hell, there were no black people playing tennis in Compton, period. You know, to overcome everything that she did and to still have that mentality, you know, to overcome everything. Because of the people that we 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 would uh, I guess put on that Rushmore with her. Did they have the same obstacles? And the ones that did, let's talk about. So I know right now Brady's the GOAT. That's what everybody's talking about. Brady's been applauded and had accolades for the last 20 plus years. You know, he's been he's been the golden child. You know, he you know, he grew up he grew up in a situation where he was not supposed to do it. I'm not taking anything away from him, but it's Serena ain't supposed to be here. So I take a lot with that. It's it's like even Jordan. Jordan had um, arguably the best basketball player ever, but he also had the best, arguably the best coach ever, right? And then he had, was surrounded by all stars and stuff like that. So for my goat, and if you would have gave me this conversation a week ago, two weeks ago, it probably would have been Brady or Jordan, or something like that, or somebody who played a team sport. But all my goats have to be individual individual uh, athletes people that did it on their own because think about think about some of Jordan's highlight like it's the it was the Paxson shot it was the Steve Kerr shot it was the the Kyrie shot that saved it for LeBron it was so many times they leaned on their, their a teammates I had to put her up there with you know the Tiger Woods the the Mayweathers, the, the Ali's, yeah. yeah, like you know, the people who just did it on their own for so long. Who's been doing it as long as her? I mean, you know, any sport that just yeah. by themselves, single to I dominate. Mean, you, the you, you, you could say Tiger, maybe. I'm I mean, tired. if you really, yeah, because <laughs> and that's the other part is with those individual sports, they can go pro or or youth pro very very early, right? So yeah. like you have teens pro um uh you know conferences and stuff in 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 golf and in tennis and those types of things so it is very different because they're not going to get on that world stage and be the man or the woman at you know 16 12 or 14 or whatever it is so that that's a big difference in those individual sports yeah and the thing about it is but you still always have those individual people you have the coco goths that are coming behind you that are young and hungry NFL teams, basketball teams, whatever. You're getting some new young talent to help support you every year. You got somebody coming to give you more support. 
They're changing the team up every year. They build the team around you. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, because we saw even when Jordan was semi in his prime, right? He couldn't do anything when he was in Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> that Or, he, you know, he had to get the Rodmans. He had to get those role players to get there to overcome the, the bad boys and all those people. I'm trying to think. I mean, because I'm thinking it's, it's Serena. Mayweather, Ali, Tiger, and Serena just, you know... Now, do we put Tiger ahead of Jack Nicholas? Do we put him ahead of Jack Nicholas? Ah, okay. 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 And a little bit, just kind of going into my... And Jordan played for Washington, not Charlotte. He owns Charlotte. Washington, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. So, but um, my thing is, when, when we talk about GOATs, truthfully, I also look at what they did to kind of change the game, elevate the game and that type of thing. So, you know, it, it's, I, you can't be a GOAT when you didn't really do much other than, like you say, I'm on the team and yeah, my team won a lot and yeah, I might have been the star player on the team or whatever, but uh, which, why I do lean towards individual uh, sports versus team sports. But then you look at people like, you know, I, I've heard the argument for a Bo Jackson or a primetime, right? That did the dual sport thing. Um, and, and so I, I don't know if that, but you know, when you talk about primetime, you really got to think about he's the only person that played in a Super Bowl and a World Series, right? Mm-hmm. So when you talk about pinnacle of success in two sports, um, so when you talk go to goats, there's that conversation. But, you know, it, it, you, you still have your Ali's as the, the I, and, and, that might be a conversation, right? The only thing is longevity, right? This is the hardest part to kind of go there. So I, I do, for me, think Serena is the goat of goats when it comes to at, at least goat of goats in Black America, right? Uh, and and that might be a little different for that. It, it but it's she changed the game. All you just talked about with that longevity wise being there having entire stadiums rooting for her no matter what those those types of things that she has elevated the game she's brought the the tennis to a whole new level right that a lot of black people started watching just because of her you know and that's some what was the um the the guy that um the black guy who played tennis arthur ash arthur ash didn't do that Right, he 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 kind of broke into it, and there was some. But when Venus and Serena started playing, all eyes were glued on them. Black people started talking about tennis, I, and so when I look at that goat of goat conversation, I also look at the outside of just playing. She was top tier in that sport, but also she changed the game. She changed life um, around that sport, and so I I'm, I'm gonna put Serena there. I might you might have swayed me just a little bit because I'm thinking about the other people and the overall impact they've had on their individual sports or the sports world. Um, Jordan's the maybe, only one that could Jordan and Tiger are probably the only two that even have that type of argument. You know, as great as Mayweather is, I mean, I mean, you just you have people you got you still got people debating him in boxing, you he know, didn't, he didn't um, capture Black America like that either. He didn't really capture. Yeah, like, like how has boxing changed because of Mayweather? Outside of go get your go get your money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Tiger Woods did do it for golf, but you know what? I'm gonna give it to Serena. Screw it. You know, like <laughs> I said, because when you start thinking about like Tiger Woods, you know, his life was imperfect, but you know, he was accepted. You know, this uh, biracial kid. You know, like he he had a little easier transition into the market. He was more marketable than Serena and Venus. Because they came in there black, black. They came in there so black that it made some black people uncomfortable about their blackness. She crept right? walk. She crept walk on the court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, another thing I love about her. Like she she never lost that. She stayed like true to herself. And and Tiger might have done that too, because Tiger was kind of, you know, he was that biracial kid or whatever. Uh, but it, it's she made you feel like I, you could go play sports 
coming out of whatever hood, no matter where you're from, you could go play tennis. She Tiger, like was, Tiger didn't invite you into golf. He was like, yeah. you can assimilate and come play golf, but he didn't invite you into golf and still let you be yourself. But they look like, how many girls did you know growing up that look like Venus Arena? Mm-hmm. With the the braids, the ch- 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 you know the the beads, the all that stuff, <laughs> all that you know, like it was. Especially back then, it was hard for some of us because we wanted them to assimilate. We, if we're going to be in this white space, we need you to represent us better. And I think they forced us to be black. They forced the world to accept blackness, and they stood up for women. You know. Um, even just recently when she had that big that that black uh cat suit on that was the that was probably the second biggest well third biggest uh black outfit de- debacle outside of Janet Jackson and Barack wearing the, with the, the tan suit, the tan suit. The tan suit. <laughs> that was the three black faux pas of outfits wow. in modern history like she shouldn't look like that she shouldn't wear that she came out even with venus venus was a little more elegant she she had the look the tall slender serena came out there like muscular just powerful she she played the game and she didn't have a lot of supporters in the beginning mm-hmm. so cuz it was remember it was venus and serena that's how we introduced them you know and she even surpassed that cuz she could easily Falling back and taking a back seat to Venus's success. Berg, I think mm-hmm. you had to stat uh, the internet up. But they have she has fourteen majors as a in doubles competition too, right? With her sister. Yep. So yep. if you want to yep. go to teams, it is her because if you want to go to team uh, route, she has fourteen championships in it, <laughs> and then twenty three yep. more right. by herself. <laughs> so yeah. All hail the queen. I don't got a whole team. It's just me and one other person. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. So I, I will, one last <laughs> thing though on Tiger though, because he hasn't passed Jack Nichols, but I will say this Tiger bad boy. And, you know, his superpowers got boy. taken away from him. You know, when uh, y'all know what superpowers I'm talking about. His superpowers got taken away from him. But, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at one point, Augusta had to change their course. Because he was that, they changed their course and tried to make it tiger-proof. He was that damn good. Like mm-hmm. no, no court changed their. Nobody changed the baskets because of Jordan. You know, nobody changed the boxing ring because of Ali. They changed the course because of that dude. So I just want to give him a, a a couple of flowers on that man. That's, that's a bad boy, but you know he can't sleep around with white women like he used to. So his superpower got taken away. But still, <laughs> he was a bad boy. Bad boy. I'm gonna throw her out here too because now we're talking about changing rules. Uh, Simone Biles. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. is a very short lifespan. <laughs> that girl's done stuff. Like not only they change. Like look. We know y'all gonna try to do this, but you can't. <laughs> so we gotta ban this move. Right. <laughs> you gonna ban it? That's or as wild. hard as it is, you gonna get less points for trying to. We trying to save you. That's wild, right there. That's wild. You yeah. know. So, okay. All righty. What do you fellas have for us? Well, Ferg, you brought up Mississippi at the beginning of the show. I just want to reiterate. It's important enough to talk about it twice in the episode. Once again, please. Even if you don't follow us, just visit us, Three Brothers No Sense, Facebook, uh, at Brothers Sense on Twitter. We posted a link on ways to help uh, the people of Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, They can't use water. They have to boil their water to take baths. Uh, They're running out of cases of water that they're handing out down there. Uh, And while there may be a temporary solution soon, that water facility is going to need to be completely rebuilt or severely are fixed up. So it's going to be some issues for a while. It's a can that they kicked down the road for decades. So it's, it's not something that you could blame on the current mayor or the current governor. All the past leadership in that state and in that city share some blame or not uh, tending to this when they should have. And it's, it's, it's come full circle now to where people are without water. It's hot in Mississippi too. And I don't know if anybody's like me, but when I'm sweating in the summertime like that, like 
you you can't wait to take a shower and, and, and feel clean again. So just think about how we're in the, in, in the heat of summer and they're not having water, decent water to, you know, to hydrate, to shower, to bathe with. It's a very dire situation, in my opinion. So donate if you can. And like I say, uh, just check out us on Facebook, Twitter. We have the link and uh, do what you can. But I'm glad Ferg brought that up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, all I got, man, is I, I got to have a proud dad moment right now. So Haley is going into her senior year in college. She is the captain of the Blazerettes, which is their dance team in the band. Um, and so she led her team uh, this weekend for their first game with her as captain. Uh, she made it all over ESPN. She made it on the big screen, you know, at the stadium, protective stadium. It's beautiful, by the way. Brand new stadium for the Blazers and for Birmingham. She was on the big screen there a few times. Um, you know, like I said, she was on ESPN on national uh, TV, got a lot of attention from that. Um, but, I, you know, I'm just proud of her, man, of kind of leaning into her own. It was the first time she wore her curly hair uh, and, and not her straightened hair. Uh, and I don't think she thought it was going to be such a big deal. But a lot of people reached out to her and just was like, we love that, that you are embracing kind of that natural look um, and be standing in the front. Of, of all these girls and and that's huge for those little girls that's watching that's you know in the stands that may be on the, the little dance teams or whatever and they're seeing that and they're paying attention to it uh so you know we talked about serena kind of breaking that mold um you know i want to i ain't gonna put Haley on, on serena level but at the same time my baby did her thing so uh shout out to her um proud dad moment and uh so that's it man that's all i got Great job, Haley. Your step goddaddy uh, is proud of you. It's a whole other <laughs> oh conversation. yeah, we got to tell the listeners about the step daddy and the step goddaddy. How that uh, happened? There's a whole other. <laughs> I blame Rizzy. <laughs> um. Well, we were talking about Mississippi, and we were talking about just and we talked about a couple of things on here and uh, about helping fellow man. You know, that's kind of been some of the things we talked about. And I want to go back to the student loan forgiveness thing because I'm still seeing these posts. And, you know, I saw one recently where they were talking about, well, I'm guarantee I guarantee all these people didn't use their student loan money for school. They did stuff, stupid stuff with it, yada, yada, yada. It is what it is. But I compare this to, I guess the most recent thing is the predatory lending in the housing market a few years ago where you're giving people especially let's go with just student loan you're giving 17 18 19 year olds access to money who don't understand money they don't understand what interest looks like they don't understand if you do that to the average adult and say hey you need five thousand dollars i'm gonna give you 15 guess what they're gonna do they're gonna take 15 we just saw with the pppp loans yep we just saw this and you're asking young kids to make decisions and it, of course i can pay this five thousand dollars back i'm gonna get a job i'm gonna go to college uh graduate and make hundred and fifty thousand dollars anyway i can pay this back in my first year i can pay this back with one paycheck nobody teaches these kids about money Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, I think we get a fresh start for a lot or at least some help for some of these people. And then moving forward, just try to teach them better as well as college has gotten so expensive. And so the people who are complaining about this, I know some of you guys were responsible, pay back your student loans. Great job, Razzie. Proud of you. I didn't. Took me a long time to get to a point where I could pay my student loans uh, consistently, uh, and I say that because I know there's a lot of people out there that are still struggling with student loans. But it's we have to look at what people are going through. Like we have to be careful. For once, college should not be this expensive. All these old uh, baby boomers and Gen Xers, early Gen Xers, talking about they you should have worked your way through college. This ain't no 80s teen movie where you get a summer job and you you pay for school for a year. This ain't, think about it. Rudy paid his way through Notre Dame 
by being what a freaking ball boy or something like that don't happen no more like when you're paying summer jobs don't pay for books these days mm-hmm. so um i just tell people to have a little more compassion for their fellow man uh every time i turn around there's something <laughs> separating us that shouldn't separate us i remember it's the ppp loans and then when people were getting the the stimulus checks you know that was a whole nother discussion just like people if you're in a position great if not then just it's not going to be the norm this is a once in a lifetime thing it's not going to happen again that I know of so just relax you will be helped if you if you're not getting help it's probably because somebody helped somebody that's was able to help you so mm-hmm. all right all right well that's a good show fellas I appreciate it um Anything else before we wrap it up? All right. With that being said, three brothers knows. Hey, take a step back. Happy Labor Day, everybody. I hope when you're uh, grilling or doing whatever you're doing, when you're listening to this show, you're enjoying yourself. Happy Labor Day. Enjoy your day off for all those who get off. Three brothers no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.